Hello and welcome to Nordea Insights. In this Nordea Market uh, podcast, today we will discuss about Euro area developments. I have two discussions around the table. Anders Svensson, who has just explored the concept of super core inflation in the Euro area. Hello, Anders. Hi, Tuli. And Janne von Geri, who has just returned from Frankfurt and the ECB Watchers Conference. Hello, Janne. Hello. And my name is Tuli Koivu. Let's start from the ECB Watchers. That is a conference where both ECB Governing Council members as well as the outsiders discuss relatively openly about the ECB monetary policy and issues related to it. Uh, Janne, you were present at the ECB Watchers Conference this year. Uh, what were your major takeoffs? Uh, yeah, it was very interesting. It was high-profile conf- conference. We had attendance from President Draghi, ECB Vice President, Chief Economist, uh, and also other ECB members. So we had a lot of uh, good input. Uh, I would say the main takeaways were the very optimistic tone uh, that the ECB currently has. They see very uh, clear upside potential still for the economy. Uh, they have increasing confidence that inflation is returning to their target. And uh, if uh, their expectations are realized, they, they, then they are on their way to stop the net asset purchases with a gradual tapering uh, after September, which could mean that they they stop by the end of uh, of the year. But they did leave the door open for doing more. Every time they, they said this, uh, they uh, emphasized that inflation needs to uh, show convergence towards their target. So it's not enough that they forecast inflation at target at the end of uh, their forecast horizon. They all also need to see realized core inflation showing some sort of an upward trend. Did you notice any differences uh, compared to the earlier years? I know that you have participated in the same conference already for a few times. Do you think that the ECB uh, governing council members are nowadays more happy for example, with the monetary policy stance or reactions from the market, what do you think? Well, there was a clear difference compared to last year, because last year they actually had a communication problem. There had been a, a large market reaction unwarranted from, from the ECB's perspective uh, relating to the sequencing uh, communication from the ECB, which means that uh, rates would be hiked only after the end of, uh, of the net asset purchases or well past the end. Last year, they uh, had to strengthen uh, or return the belief to the sequencing, and I would say they uh, succeeded in doing that. Uh, this year, the tone was very much different in a way that they could be more relaxed. Uh, we had actually the chief economist uh, being very happy with uh, how the market is now uh, interpreting the ECB's forward guidance. He gave this example that uh, he had noted that how the curve had steepened, meaning that the market had uh, priced in more ECB rate hikes longer out. But this development had happened at the same time as the starting point was roughly unchanged. So uh, my, my uh, interpretation of that is that the ECB doesn't have a problem with the relatively early start uh, the market is pricing. They are rather happy that uh, this 
point in time uh, in, in the first half of next year has stayed roughly unchanged, even if uh, uh, expectations have moved longer out. And the ECB is taking this as, as that the market is uh, buying into their forward guidance. Given that Janne just mentioned inflation being really critical for the ECB and uh, especially this year, uh, Anders, you have uh, worked a lot on the Euro-area inflation recently, so let's turn to that. Um, Anders, what do you think about the general outlook of, of Euro-area inflation? Do you agree with the ECB that although there are some signs of a more robust inflation development, perhaps the outlook still contains quite a lot of uncertainty as well. What do you think? Yes, I would say that the signs uh, of a pickup in inflation is, is fairly um, tentative or, or moderate. Uh, I don't think the ECB can be completely happy with an inflation still so much below uh, target and especially a core inflation so much below uh, target. And if they gave that impression, I also think that's perhaps uh, more hope than, than expectation still. Um, that I hope that uh, with the strong growth that we will also see a, a more clear pickup in uh, in in wages and uh, in the second uh, turn in core inflation. You have recently worked on the concept of super core inflation and also published a, a piece of that in the e-markets. Uh, could you explain first what is super core inflation? Supercore inflation is a measure of the prices that actually respond to, to the business cycle. So in explaining why inflation is low, you can come up with uh, many, many, many different uh, ideas about why inflation is low, uh, technology, globalization, a lot of different thing and things. And it's very, very difficult to sort of combine that and find out what to, to look for then. But if we only take the prices that historically have followed the business cycle, and simply look whether they still follow the business cycle, then we should be able to, to, uh, to first of all, spot when prices are picking up in response to this very strong growth, but also whether something is actually changing uh, more structurally that, uh, that inflation is perhaps permanently lower than it, uh, it used to. And by looking at that measure, do you find any signs that inflation is, is picking up? Yeah, very modestly. Uh, but uh, just as uh, as the normal core inflation is is gaining a little bit momentum, then the same is is uh, is uh, pre- uh, evident in in the super core. So yeah, there are very very tentative signs that uh, that it is picking up. But what it really says is that there's still a very large degree of slack in the euro area. That that the recovery is still um, fairly fairly early. We haven't reached a, a point where the output gap turns uh, turns to zero and, and positive, meaning that there are still available resources in, in the labor market, for instance, that, that can be utilized before we get any kinds of, of wage pressures and, and core inflation pressures. And that's what it, it really says, uh, that the main reason for, for the very low inflation, at least looking at uh, by looking at supercore, is that we still have um, some shock uh, effects left in, in the euro area economy, some slack, uh, meaning that we are simply uh, just some years behind the, the US in, in that sense. So you are pretty confident, if I read you right, that the Phillips curve still exists in the euro area and, and we will see in the future as growth will just continue for another, let's say, 6-12 months uh, more inflation. 
there are definitely also more structural factors affecting inflation, but at least the the prices that historically have been following uh, the business cycle, I think they will continue to to follow the business cycle, and that is also what this this note is is basically saying. It it probably says that the output gap is a little bit bigger uh, at the moment than the official estimates, but and that of course means that inflation will pick up uh, more slowly, and it will take longer time before we get back to to target. But there's still a, a quite clear um, relationship. So unless we've had uh, massive effects from technology or globalization within uh, the last uh, two years, then uh, then I would say that these this part of, of inflation will still pick up uh, if growth gets enough time. Sure. Um, I think that we can summarize anyway our inflation outlook at Nordea that we are we still see it as, as pretty fragile and that is of course also connected to our ECB view which compared to many other uh, analysts is, is pretty dovish I would say. We expect that asset purchase program would run until March 2019 and we also see the first rate hike only to take place at the end of 2019. Uh, based on your recent analysis, Anders, and on the other hand, what Janne heard from ECB watchers, what kind of risks do you see to our ECB view? Anders, if you start. Yeah, the the risk is, of course, that uh, that even the supercore prices or the supercore inflation doesn't pick up, that, that really we have seen something completely different now or are seeing something completely now, different now than we did in the past and that we will not even... For, for this measure that should be most responsive to a pickup in the business cycle, that we still won't uh, see that uh, that pickup. So that's, uh, that's uh, of course, a risk uh, on the downside to, to even our dovish ECB view. And, of course, the second uh, risk to me is, uh, is on the, the labor markets, that we have a much more flexible labor market in, in the EU than we've had in, in the past. And, and that means that it's much more difficult to, to figure out exactly when we are out of available resources on on the labor market now we are importing uh, uh, people from from abroad to take up uh, take up jobs if we don't have enough uh, people in our own labor force so i think a, a second uh, risk is definitely that the wage growth will not pick up because the labor pool is simply much bigger than it has been ever in in the past Yes, I've also noticed that for example employment rate in the euro area is already above the pre-crisis level uh, while while in many countries that is not the case. What about Janne? Do you still believe in our ECB view after you attended the ECB watchers? Uh, I do. Uh, I think there aren't uh, that big contradictions anyway. Uh, our big uh, argument or a big part of the reasoning of why the, the ECB would uh, continue for longer is that it would strengthen their forward guidance. We also see that uh, they would lower the monthly uh, purchase volumes by half again to, to 15 billion per month uh, after September, so that uh, a big part of, of the extension would be that they would just uh, strengthen the forward guidance because they have said that they would only uh, raise rates well past uh, the, the net horizon or the net purchases have uh, ended. Uh, the ECB was clear uh, that their focus is shifting anyway. Uh, away from the net purchases, uh, they are uh, not the main channel to provide accommodation anymore. Uh, a bigger part will come from the stock of the bonds they already own, and that 
they intend to maintain with redemptions, and then with the forward guidance on rates. Uh, so I think uh, irrespective of the inflation outlook, uh, the net purchases will continue to, to creep towards zero. But when they exactly reach zero, that uh, that will very much be affected by, uh, by, by the inflation outlook. It's also interesting that the chief economist Pratt uh, argued that when the end of the net asset purchases comes closer, then it becomes increasingly uh, important for the ECB to define what well past actually means. So that is actually an alternative way for them that if they want to stop the net asset purchases sooner, they can try to strengthen forward guidance by saying that, let's say that well past means at least six months, maybe longer, or six to nine months or something like that. Because now maybe the the market interpretation is that it's between maybe three and six months, maybe closer to six months. But the ECB can try to, to affect this by by saying what it actually means. And we should expect that kind of definition coming uh, probably not in the, in the next few months, but, uh, uh, but as we head towards autumn, then maybe. That's interesting. Um, I think it's time to finish this interesting discussion now. And to sum up, we will, of course, have a very interesting ECB year ahead of us. Uh, we will watch closely inflation developments for sure, also using the Supercore uh, method and measure. And we will certainly continue our podcast on these interesting topics. So thank you all for listening and thank you, Anders and Janne, for interesting comments. Bye-bye. Thank you.